not wizards. We are the best. And also, we are not wizards. Enjoy the show. Bye. Just whenever, prior. Just whenever. You get a drink. That's it. You settle down. I'm ready. I'm always ready. You just I'm take ready. your I'm time. Like, take I'm your like, time. I'm, I'm off the cuff. That's how I work I'm best. just, I'm just like this. I'm a little yeah. bit Zoom. I'm a little yeah. bit Zam. I'm a little bit Rylan. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. Okay. Let's do this. <sighs> Let's have a, a gap for silence so we can get the, the background noise. So turn your mute off. Because otherwise I can't get the background noise. Have I muted it? No, you haven't, no. I haven't. There you go. It's not muted. Hello and welcome to another episode of We Are Not Wizards. (laughs) Why are you talking in the middle of it? Hello. (laughs) My name's Richard. (laughs) My name's Luke. (laughs) Go on, you chuckling muppet. I'm not good at this. (laughs) (laughs) What was that? Chuckling muppet. (laughs) Chuckling muppet. (laughs) Could be worse. It sounds like it sounds like a Willy Wonka sweet. Does it? It sounds like a bag like of s- chocolate muppets. <laughs> <laughs> can I have a, ba- can have a bag, bag of, of chocolate muppets? Chocolate muppets. <laughs> and do you know what they do? It's like they're like kind of like that popping candy that you get, but it makes different sounds in your mouth when you open your mouth. Because you you remember that? You remember uh, popping candy? You remember you used to put popping candy I hate in your mouth? Candy. And then you used to go like that, you used to go... And then shut your mouth and go, listen, listen. But nobody could really hear anything because the only sound was emanating from your own mouth so you can actually hear it. So chuckling. Yeah, in your brain, it's like 90 decibels. But to anyone within a metre, they can barely hear it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I heard something really interesting the other day which I thought was really, really funny, which was they did like a survey... (laughs) They did like a survey of kind of like um, people that had hearing loss, uh, who'd had basically had hearing impairment all their lives. And they did a survey to say, like, and the ones that got like cochlear implants and stuff like that and were able to hear for the first time. And they kind of said, what was, what were the most surprising sounds that they found out when they were able to hear? And the first one was like, there was the, one of the most popular ones is they all expected the sun to make a noise when it was like... That makes a lot of sense, though, doesn't it? <laughs> when you look that at does, it. I mean, if you look at it, you think, yeah. that's got to be that's got to be given at least a decent hum. Like a low didgeridoo. Kind of, kind of <laughs> exactly. Rum, Just make you feel uncomfortable. Well, that's the sun out again. Yeah. <laughs> but the other thing they said as well is they didn't realise that when you farted, you made a noise. <laughs> <laughs> Which I thought was brilliant. Oh, you imagine you... how happy you'd have been the day you first heard a fart and you were an adult 
an adult who could comprehend how fabulous that is. Could you imagine? I mean, that... We've all seen pictures of babies doing a fart and they smile yeah. and they're like, oh, and that was just fun, like that's amazing. You know, so imagine, imagine what you're like and you're 32 and the first time you hear, that came out of me. But could the you also imagine the horror, the horror of realizing that you've been standing at like bus stops? <laughs> You know, job job interviews. I've gone for this job interview and you've just like, how'd you get on? I thought I did brilliantly. I answered all the the questions. (laughs) Was a bit windy. You know how I get windy when I'm nervous. Just got to pause for one second because my back, these are about to run out of back. Oh, for goodness sake. So hang on. Hang on. I don't, just shut up. You're going to edit. Shut up. I've got a click now. It's like, it's obvious that like, you know. Five well, weeks. Five weeks notice. Well, actually, I can sort of hear you. Five weeks notice. Five weeks notice. Where's the sound coming from? Isn't, isn't enough time. Why can't I hear you? <laughs> this is gloriously organised. Wonderful. I was going to say. I mean, we've only had about four or five weeks notice for you to like know that <laughs> you had to charge your headphones, and it's good to know how important this entire endeavour is to you. Kind of, you know, a couple of shows in. Important that you... enough that I made sure I had spare pair. I so you could look true. at it one way, sir, or you could look yeah, at it another. Okay, I'll look we at it could be a little positive, or we it could, could be, be a negative Nelly, can't we? We could be. <laughs> I am definitely. You're the chuckling Muppet. Welcome to We're Not Wizards, joined by the chuckling Muppet and negative Nelly. Chuckling Muppet. Could be. <laughs> 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 That's a chuckling muppet. That is a chuckling muppet. <laughs> I will find you. <laughs> I have a very particular oh, set Kermit of skills. Is one of the best things ever. Kermit doing the taken thing is just, just. Can you imagine, like, for all the crap the internet gives us, you know, horrible twitter or x or whatever the hell it's called just yeah. full of nasty horrible people just trying to be horrible to each other yeah but then it comes up with kermit from as taken you know <laughs> don't have much money no. makes it all better <laughs> it just does <laughs> it's just amazing have <laughs> a very particular set of skills skills that make me a nightmare I will find you. <laughs> to deal with someone <laughs> i will find you and it will it kill you. <laughs> it's it's the dribbling, <laughs> chuckling Muppet and negative. This is going really, really well. This episode is called Don't, don't, don't Look Back as a Chuckling Muppet. Because um, we're going to talk about games that we kind of played last year and uh, we'll put them in a list separately, obviously not together because we're not close enough to sit down over a table and put a list down together so we've got like a little top 10 we've also got some honourable mentions as well and we have <clears throat> potentially a special award which we're not going to create, create some kind of award and send it to the people because they'll probably ignore us either um, before we jump into our lists for the games of the year or last year because not this year because we don't know this year have you been playing anything interesting and exciting that isn't Mythic Battles? <laughs> <laughs> just calling you on that no. no hang on a minute I know. Okay. hang on a minute you okay. can't make me not talk about mythic battles mm. you can't do that that's not fair yes i can it was important so it was important. everything i have been playing yeah 
It was very important. Very important. Yeah. Everything I've everything I have been playing will probably be mentioned on the list. Oh no, Hello. tell you what, no, 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 no. Okay, okay. I played June Imperium again. Again. On Thursday. Yeah. See, there's a guy that there's a guy at the club that I go to and he brings in two games. One of them is June Imperium. June Imperium. He has a, he has all the expansions, which is fair enough. And this is he's one of these guys that board game companies will hate because he has like one game that he brings in and he just plays it constantly all the time. This is the game that he plays. He you loves mean, this game. In a weird sense, he's normal. <clears throat> in a weird We're sense, the ones he's normal. Weirdo. Yes, let's he, not. Uh, yeah, but we yeah. look at him as the weirdo. Yes. But just always bringing the same game because he brings in that by one game, one or two games, and he's got first and I'm flight. What as the well. other one's going to be first and flight is brought oh. for yeah, it's a That's new not one. What I expected, no, I've but heard it's very good. But he it's, got it's first and like flight on game, Kickstarter. But... Yeah, it is. It's it's incredibly. I, I played it and uh, pleasantly surprised, to be honest. However, it was quite a heartwarming story involving your mythic battles, I believe. And yes, and it wasn't just you so, playing it, was it? Uh, yeah, Ragnarok arrived recently, which is the Norse version. Mythic Battles originally it, it was just uh, Mythic Battles Pantheon, which was set in mm. ancient Greek, um, and all the Greek gods and Greek myths and Greek heroes and Greek troops and Greek beasties. And I love just everything about it. I I will not miss an opportunity to wax lyrical about how feckin' awesome Mythic Battles is. Um. <clears throat> and yeah, so Ragnarok arrived. Yeah, which in in a, in in one little sense, I wasn't as bothered about, just because Norse mythology doesn't mean a great deal to me. You know, right, I'm not okay. as enamoured. Well, yeah. I'm sure I would be enamoured with a lot of the myths of Norse, you know, Norse culture and everything. I just don't know them as well, you know. Um, and also oh, the names. The names. There's Y's next to T's next to G's and I's <laughs> and four N's and a Y. And then, you know, it's just like, give me a chance, Sweden. You know, what, you, what, you do, what have I done to Norway to make it so hard to relate to their culture? You know. Um, have you tried making yes, so an effort? And make it, uh, trust me, make me an and effort. Elliot, my 10-year-old son, made a huge effort. He's actually quite annoyingly good at it. Um, I'd sort of pass him a card and say, what the hell does that say? And he'd be like, yeah. and say it, and I'd be like, that's not a bad effort, I would imagine. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Um, but yes, so we uh, so we sat down with some, I you know, got it kind of sorted. Uh, I'm missing a deck of cards, which is slightly frustrating, but yeah. hey-ho, it's one of those things. Luckily, because I have all the Pantheon stuff, it wasn't a problem. So I could yeah. use some bits from that. Um uh, they'll they'll get those cards to me. So uh, I set us up a, a decent little force each, and I thought I said to him, I said, "Do you want to just try and learn it?" I was I was worried it was going to be too much because have you played Mythic Battles Pantheon? Uh, you know what? Have you played it. I'm going to say no. It's fair enough. I haven't. Um, it. There's, it's one of those games. It's not a difficult game, but one of the things I love about it is that it does some things that just uh, you just don't see it elsewhere <clears throat> the dice mechanism is really cool dice mechanism but it's quite a confusing one it's quite a hard one to explain so for instance so i shall explain to you say you you have a, an attack stat and a defense stat the attack stat is how many dice you roll hmm. and the defense stat is the number that you need to beat and for every one of those you do you do a wound yeah so say it's seven versus seven so i roll seven dice yep 
the dice are blank to five. One, two, ah. three, four, five, and blank. Now, there's two rolls. It's not like Yahtzee. So you roll the dice first, and any fives are instantly a, a re-roll. And what you'll do is you'll add the next dice to that dice. So if you're looking for seven and you get a five, yeah. you'll re-roll it again, hoping to get a two. Yeah. But what you could do in the first bit is any of the twos, the threes, the fours, and anything like that, <clears throat> you could sacrifice a dice to add one to any other dice. So if you've got ah, a five and two yeah. fours and two ones and a blank, you could sacrifice the two ones to make the fours a five. So yeah. then you then therefore then you can re-roll them. Hmm. Or what you could also do is you might have a three and a two and a two and uh, a five. So what you could sit there and do is go, right, okay, I won't make the three into a five yeah because say you're say you're trying to get an eight like yeah. a, like a high defense thing i won't make it into a five because it's still quite hard to roll what i need with that yeah. second dice yeah so what i'll do is i'll save them all uh, for the next roll yeah and or you could sit there and just say i'll make that five into an eight yeah and just take take the wound and just go yeah. right i'll just you know because it might be against a god gods are very tough they're very hard to damage so you so just like doing one or two wounds in an attack against a god it's yeah. like you did you did well you know so it's got this really lovely dice mechanism that just no it's not like anything else i've ever done but as you can see that's quite hard to explain to it to an adult and a gamer let alone a 10 year old who's still kind of really wrapping his head around all this stuff so we did that and explained it to him and he was just like so we went over it a few times and then it was like one time he just suddenly went i get what you mean now i got it i got it like, okay cool awesome uh then the other thing you do is when you build your force um you you everybody has a certain amount of activation cards and you shuffle them all up with these art of war cards and you have your little deck <coughs> so you draw you have like five or six cards in your hand at a time and you activate a thing and then each each turn each activation a miniature could do a unit or whatever could do either two comp uh, two simple actions which is like walk and run and attack uh, walk and attack and stuff oh. like that and uh, claim which is to do with the how you win uh or you can do a comp one complex action which is absorb and, and run and stuff like that or like maybe something for a special ability that they've got um so again that's simple enough it's, it's lots of things for him to get the hang of um and I, at first i just said yeah this is just a teaching thing we're not going to sort of play it as such um but we're just going to go through it go through all the motions and stuff like that but we just ended up playing it and he bloody loved it and he loved every second of it and as always the little shit beat me <laughs> as he always but that's does. but that's what you want though yeah. It's I kind of, I kind of want that because it does encourage them to get back in again. Because I think it's one of these things when you get to the table and you say, "Well, this is something I want us to do together," and I really like doing this. But if I think if you just trance them again and again and again, then it's just like, well, there's no point in playing this with you because you're just going to get trances. One of the questions I've got for the mythic battle stuff is that I have seen kind of like the pledge levels and people kind of going, "Look at my mountains of cardboard." And 
There is a lot of stuff, yeah. Can you get at, can you get through it all? This is my big question because one of the things one of the things I'm I'm not trimming down my collection, but I'm generally being going into it and going right. Okay, if I'm not playing this, I'm just gonna I think I'm gonna punt it somewhere else. I've got kind of like family and friends and stuff like that that I know they don't have as big a collection as me, and if I put a game their yeah. way then it goes on to a collection of like five or six games that I know that they're definitely going to play. Um, but yeah. is it is it something you're going to get through or is it something you're going to get like, you're only going to play, you're only going to use like 25% of the game and the rest of it's just going to kind of like stay in the <clears throat> box? No, one of the, one of the really cool things about Mythic Battles is you can do like, it's got like loads of books for scenarios mm. um, and stuff like that. So you can do all that kind of thing. You can kind of have it all sort of set up ready for you. Just say, look, here's here's a good fight with a little bit of story behind it. Mm-hmm. Or what I pretty much always do, I've done a few scenarios, but I pretty much always do is you do what's called a draft. So all of the, all of the um, creatures and characters and everything, they all have these little dashboards which tell you everything, you know, their yeah. stats and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, but then you have this deck of cards, which is the draft deck. Mm. So what you do is you just shuffle all this up and you, you deal out, like, say, four gods and, like, six heroes and six monsters and six units. And you've got 18 points to spend. They're all just different points. Um and then you just go back and forth drafting from this pool of of what's available to you mm-hmm. so in 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 that sense it's a really cool thing so so you, you just like every draft that comes up because you've got so many options or, or certainly i have you've just got so many so much stuff available that you just kind of you're always sitting there going oh wow okay right i've never oh i've never had a chance to use this one with this one or yeah. or ah that's going to work nice so you, you so it's really easy in that sort of plug and play kind of way to to kind of get through a lot of the stuff so like i doubt in pantheon i doubt there's a unit i i haven't used there's in fact no probably some of the gods i haven't happened to use some of those gods um but yeah it's really good on that front the the biggest thing with mythic battles is having it so you you've got it all stored in a Mm -hmm. way Mm -hmm. that makes that process a little easier because because you, you set out those that like set of cards then you've got to go get all the dashboards for it and, and all the activation cards for it blah blah blah. so now the the ragnarok comes with a really nice storage box and everything and it's all kind of really well set out but if you've got pantheon yeah. as well yeah um i never got the pantheon storage box um but also it's slightly limited in 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 one way so I'm gonna. I um, I've got Pantheon stored in a very specific way. So now I'm gonna make it so it's all stored in a very specific way. So, the dashboard and the activation cards and any tokens they have, they're all together. So they're all, all yeah, in, in yeah. amongst each other. So so yeah. So I haven't got to look for one thing three times, kind of thing. I just look yeah. for one. So if 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 Elliot says, oh yeah, I'm gonna choose Hercules, I could just go find Hercules and I've got yeah. everything I need for Hercules right there. Um, yeah. So that's kind of as long as you've got that you put in the effort to, to 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 sort of store it well it's um it's just brilliant it's just such a bloody great game it's just oh just playing it last night and like elliot said to me when we we'd, we'd finished and um he was grabbing a drink and he says did you go easy on me and i said to him i said what do i always say yeah and he's, he turned and he said you never play a game with me that i can't beat you at 
Yes. I was like, exactly. Exactly. And I, uh, that's the thing. If 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 and like I said, that started off as just purely as a learning thing. I was just going to teach him the rules to see if he could get the hang of mm. it, and then if he if if he if he understood it, and I, I thought, yeah, you get what you've got to do, then we would have had a proper game. But he got it so quick that I was like, well, let's just go for it. Um, and he beat me. So you know, and there'll be a game mentioned in this top ten that uh, I have never beaten him at. Um, <laughs> see, it sounds like. It sounds like there's so much more to it. Is that it could be like this is the only game that I have, and you could get kind of years. Oh, you could use it's kind of it sounds to me like you kind of you like your in a video game world. It would be your FIFA or your Call of Duty or something like that. It would be here's my big box. This is my big box of stuff that I've bought, and this is literally going to last me for like the next couple of years until the next version kind of comes out. Well, pretty like, easily. When I was Elliot's age and yeah. you know growing up, you know through teens and stuff. I was uh, a 40k player, you know, uh, or, yeah. uh, you know, there were very few games I played. It was, you know, 40k, yeah. uh, Magic, and then yeah. we had a few ones off like, you oh. know, like Necromunda, a few other ones, but probably 10 games at most, but there was the core ones that we played. Mm. This would have been my 40k. When I was a kid, you know, um, I think it was Mike Delicio, one of the they were doing a top 10 i think it was or one of their top threes that they do in one of the <laughs> one of the shows they do um and one of them was games i wish i'd had as a kid and my instant one was just well it's mythic battles i mean i just yeah. would have just i would have just loved having it you know just played the absolute hell out of it and like like i said you could do the draft thing you could do the scenario thing or you could just sit there and go right this is the force I'm going to build. I'm, I want to use, yeah. um, you know, Apollo with the, uh, you know, Cerberus and da, 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 and you know, and that's it. You know, you could just say that's you know, you don't need to do a draft. You know, so it's. I mean, it sounds like it's it's a kind of a. I see the war the the Warhammer forty k people turning up every single week, with their different armies and stuff like that. But it sounds like it's kind of like that. It kind of can suit that. It's it yeah. kind of suits that kind of mentality of somebody who just they spend their time. And their trouble and their money on kind of like one thing, and they kind of, they kind of, they kind of love it. Um, yeah. Speaking of spending your money on one thing, was Santa any good to you in the realm of cardboard? Did you get anything cardboard tabletop related this Christmas? No, I, but I don't think I, I. Every now and then, hmm. somebody will like say to me like, "Oh, have you got a wish list or anything? Yeah. You, anything you want for Christmas or whatever." Um, and there's sometimes I've put things out there and said, oh yeah, I'll, you know, this or this, you know, here's, here's a, here's a bunch of stuff that I would quite like, feel yeah. free to get anything from it. Um, but I did do that this year. Um, and I think if I don't request anything, nobody you don't dares get to buy anything. Me anything. Yeah. 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 It's, it, yeah. 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 So, so I got my... lots of lovely gifts, but I don't think I got anything board game can I can I can I show you what I got which will make you jealous can you yes I'm just getting it I could I could sort of see it but I I can't figure out what it is oh that's cool little trench run diorama is it like it's Lego yeah it's Lego yeah 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 that's Lego 
That's wicked. Oh, I'd love that. Yeah. That's amazing. I isn't it? do a lot of like Lego and stuff, but that's really cool. That I would, I would definitely do that. That is just, it's just so. That I got very it. Cool. You know, I um, it was a, it was a lovely surprise. I was absolutely delighted. I got a little J. I got a little <laughs> James Bond Aston Martin that you can see over my on my shoulder. Um, but I also got um, I also got Star Wars Rebellion oh, yes, for my yeah, birthday. I got Star Wars Rebellion for my birthday. I have, you haven't, I have, you haven't played it. I haven't. No, I have spent some time Just kind of basically separating out all the ships and stuff like that, and kind of separating out all the little. Have you forces. got? Have you got the expansion? No, I haven't. But I've heard it's a must. Uh, yeah, I would. You know, uh, uh, as much as, as as much as if you can't get hold of it, I don't know how imprinted. I'm pretty sure you. Can I'm get pretty it, sure it's it pretty easy enough. to get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, but if you if the opportunity comes up to play Rebellion before you get hold of it, don't let that stop you. You know, um, because it, it was a great game before the expansion. The expansion just polished it off nicely. It just ah. it just rounded the edges a bit. Just you know, um, but oh god, what? A, I mean, <laughs> if you're a Star Wars fan, which I absolutely am, yes, there just isn't anything better it is so goddamn good it's <laughs> ridiculous it is absolutely i mean it's probably i can't remember the last time i did a top 100 or, or anything yeah. like that but i'm pretty sure it's definitely a top five game for me i think wow. it might have even been top three wow so it's not mythic battles pantheon but it's Probably it kind of three maybe you four? saying that makes me <clears throat> pam clap like a bridesmaid like this it's just you just like you just do stuff in it that you'll be like oh that's like in the movies but then you'll do stuff in it you're like can you imagine if that happened in the movies <laughs> <laughs> like like i think the first game i played um I can't remember if I was the... I think I was the Empire, and I managed to turn Admiral Akbar to the dark side. And I was oh, like, yes! The yes. This is that fabulous. Would so cool. That would have been it's so absolutely trap, cool. you filthy rebels. <laughs> <laughs> is that... Is the Admiral Akbar impression, is that one that everybody kind of goes to? Is it like the Michael Caine, you're only supposed to blow the bloody doors yeah. off kind of thing? You know, because I think yeah. I think if you ask everybody, can you do like Schwarzenegger kind of "I'll be back," then everybody can do it, or they could do the "Hey" yeah. kind of thing. But if you do, <laughs> it's, it's a trap. You know, everybody. I think it's yeah, like it's like guy, Well, yeah. I think it's a I think it's a, a kind of a it's a kind of a it's a Star Wars guy thing. But I think everybody can do that, which is pretty kind of pretty cool. Too, one, one of the worst one of the worst things about the new Star Wars movies was the unceremonious death of Admiral Akbar. He I, can't given even, I can't even talk so about so little glory. He di- he he dies in amongst the uh, the Princess Leia Mary Poppins in space thing, and it was just <laughs> just what are you I was doing? Just like, it just like I can't as, as 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 rough as that bit was. Yeah, it's just so no fanfare. You know, it's all it's about. I can't even. Go, I can't even. Cinnamon don't buns. <laughs> you know, it's, can't even talk about it. Just, it still hurts. No. I've not even watched Rise of Skywalker again. Do you know after I've seen it at the cinema, I've not actually gone back and watched it at all. I've I just, definitely have. I've, I've not. I've not. I've watched. I still I've, enjoy them. They're still fun. I've watched the Last but. Jedi again because I thought that was. I thought that was actually quite good fun again on repeated viewings because you kind of pick up on little things. But the Rise of Skywalker, I'm just yeah. like, hmm. 
no, it just hurts. Just too sore. As um, you know, yeah. I'm, I, I, um, yeah, I'm just kind of like, mm, no, I don't want to. Go back to rebellion. Go back to rebellion. Anyway, um, yes, it's just perfect. It's just, it's just, it just does things. It's definitely the only drawback of rebellion, but it's also a plus because it means you have to play it more. Um, is that it, it's it's definitely one that requires a few plays to really kind of get it all out of it because because what the rebels the, the way the rebels win in enacting all these um uh, eject, uh objectives and missions and stuff to to get points and garner garner uh, support for for the rebellion against the empire is it, it, to to pull some of those off you kind of need to have played it a bit and kind of understand how those cogs and wheels all sort of fl- slot together so it definitely in the in the earliest stage it probably feels like it's a little it's it's that the empire is easier yeah um but it, it's not it's once 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 sort of two players know what they're doing and they kind of know like the empire could, has an idea of how the rebels will work and what the rebels might be doing because then they might be able to see little telltales as to what the rebels are trying to do because yeah. of you know what they're doing around the around the galaxy um and you know the the rebels it can it, it can feel just like it's like how the hell do what how am i gonna win this look at this just <laughs> array of MP, imperial um fleets so in front of many me it's like, of them as well but, it's like a bit but, three death yeah, stars but you but you're like you're like guerrilla warfare. You just like you have ways of making a fleet just suddenly appear next to something and just go oh, poof, and just wow. You know you might you might you know you might want to you might want to just destroy a star destroyer. That's all you want to do. You don't care what happens to the fleet. You know, the yeah. fleet is sort of sacrificial, so you could just go right, wham, shotgun, you know, glass cannon, bang, kill that. Focus on that and what happens happens sort of thing so so you sort of like suddenly pop up and you're just an annoyance to the empire sort of thing all the while trying to misdirect where your base is because that's what they're just they're just sort of slowly scouring and looking for the base and stuff just oh it's just such a bloody great game it's just i'm so, so excited i'm so excited fabulous though. i'm so excited i'm so excited i'm so excited right we've had a bit of excitement it's time to get serious last year no oh. Well, no, it's not that serious. You know, we can ah. do armpit farts if you For a big guy, you think I'd be able to really do that, but I'm not that good at armpit farts. I think farts. when I was younger, I, I could do armpit farts, but I think it's because I didn't have underarm hair, and then it was just easy to do. Now it's like there's almost like a muffling. I think that's a kind of that's a kind of a certain thing. Um, <laughs> let's kick proceedings off by we're going. I'm going to. I think. I'm going to issue a couple of caveats on this because I know what these top 10s are like. And first of all, um, these are all these are mostly, partly, if not all, games that were released this year, potentially. Um, secondly, um, while I'm putting... This is for me, while I'm putting them in order, it isn't necessarily mean that one is better than the other. This is top 10 out of a list of games that I have had the joy to play in the last year so just because something's at number four and something's at number six doesn't necessarily mean that something that is number four is always necessarily definitely better the best version because games are different and stuff like that 
you know, but the number one is, I think, the number one's controversial, I think. I don't know about your number one. I'm very, very, I'm very, very, very Well, interested. my number one's controversial in that it isn't actually a 2023 game. Well, there you um, go. <laughs> but it was, uh, I couldn't have got hold of it before 2023. Well, there you go. So it's a 2023 um, game. And it was, it was a 2022 game. So it's like, you know, um, and I will, I will also make the caveats that uh like i say there's a couple of games that are on the list that are 20 yeah it's two games that aren't 2023 uh i don't care um and if something is above something else yeah it's because it's better because it's, it's better <laughs> than it um and i'm trying to be politically if you, if, you, if, if 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 you if you if you really feel yeah that i'm wrong Ironically, yeah, you're wrong. So there you go. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, that's just that's just it. Your game isn't as good as the one I think. My opinion is better. I Superior. hate to say no. Correct. Correct. Okay. Correct. Okay. I mean, I'm I'm the professional here. You know, I work in the industry. So I know you know exactly. You know a what game. a good game makes. So as me as a rank amateur who Absolute. only merely Absolutely. writes about them, yeah. I know yeah. nothing. Right. Um, I think what we're going to do well, is just like, giving an opinion. I'm trying to make people. I'm trying to really people help people with business. You know, I know what yeah. makes a good game. Yeah. You're just you're just sort of saying you're not, yeah. you're not looking at it from a business side of thing, which is fine. Yeah, that's fine. Just put me in my place. You're looking at it all from all that fluffy, lovely side of things. No, yeah. no, 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 no disservice not, to you. you I'm not. Dis- I don't feel this. I am a fan, and I like fan service. I am a fan, and I like to be serviced. As <laughs> 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 uh, Um. Right, so let's start off. I think so have, you got, have, you got any, have you got any honourable mentions then? That I have didn't got, quite make your top ten. Um, mm. I think they're honourable mentions mostly because they are or older just, games. Yeah, or just the, that have right, potentially okay. continually blew my mind. So I've got I've got four. I'm going to mention them very very quickly. Um, Disney animated. Um, oh, yeah. By unfortunately, it's Funko Games Prospero Hall. Which yeah, I'm just been uh, sold to Gibson. Gib- yeah, Gibson, Goliath, and Goliath, they just yeah, Goliath and they Gibson. decided to shed out. All, they decided to sh- shed all the talent. So as I think somebody heard it, I think it was uh, I can't remember. Well, I do remember, but I'm not going to put the name out there, um, just for fear. Um, but they basically said that they kind of like this. They they were sold a steak sandwich, but they whipped the steak away. <laughs> <laughs> they, t- they whipped the steak out and just dumped the, it in the bin when they just got the, the sandwich. Just the juice that was left there. Just, <laughs> exactly. to, just to remember that there was some steak there once. Exactly. Just and you can tell that it was probably a pretty bloody good steak. But exactly. You know, no, we don't care because we just chucked we just chucked the steak away. So Disney Animated was a nice little kind of like multiple cooperative kind of objective <clears throat> based game. Absolutely lovely looking. Um, I did review it for Tabletop Gaming Magazine. Um, a couple of months ago, which is why, but uh, which is why I've not mentioned it on my blog. I don't blog, think I realised it was you. Really? Yes, it was. It was. Um, other honourable mention, very quickly, Viticulture. Just love it because you've only just discovered it this year. Because I've no, because it continually comes back to me like a fine wine. It just ages. It's aged so beautifully as a game. I just, you know, I can sit it down. The teach is so quick and easy. It's very, very easy. Um, so that gets an honourable mention. The other one is Tapestry. And do you remember last month I said oh, I was going to get it to the table and I hadn't played it and stuff like that? Yeah. I have managed to get it to the table a fair number of times. And I must say, 
Um, I, I really like it. I've, I've definitely decided that <laughs> I, I am going to pick up Tapestry. It's just... We had the discussion about it, and then I think I was listening to something else. What? I think it was a Dice Tower thing. Probably was, it was probably on one of the top uh. 100s that Tapestry turned up on there. And they were talking about it and I was just like you know what it is a bloody good game and I like the way yeah they, they they do that thing of describing it as a um uh a civilization themed game not yes. a civilization game yes you know? and that's the best way to look at it you know um but what it does it does really well yeah I wrote and, a, and I wrote a review obviously it's Stonemaier it. so it's a beautiful product yeah I wrote a review and said it's like four friends meeting to meeting at a buffet restaurant and everybody kind of going up and getting separate dishes at separate times and stuff like that. And everything looks fabulous and tastes wonderful. And they all have the conversation throughout. But there's no there's no joint progress. Nobody gets, nobody kind of gets in each other's way. I also kind of likened it to saying one person gets a bigger plate, another person gets kind of like two forks. One person kind of gets multiple bowls to take up with them. So like, you know, they've all got different kind of advantages and disadvantages. So that's just the way. And... The last one I'm going to mention as an honourable mention is um, is Oath from oh. Later Games, which I've been playing kind of on and off um, over a period of time, over the last kind of <laughs> five or six months, thanks to um, Ian at the Giant Brain, who's graciously hosted us, me and my son going over and playing uh, Oath, um, I think four four or five times now and um it is it's really weird it's a once in a lifetime experience and once you have played oath i don't think it's just an experience it's wonderful it's absolutely wonderful but there is one caveat is if you play somebody else's copy of oath unless you're really really die hard into oath i don't think there's much point in getting up your own Pick it strangely enough, right. picking up your own copy of Oath because you'll have a completely different experience. But it's going through the Which setup. Which is quite cool in, a way, in another way. Yeah, but it needs a campaign. So, you need four or five yeah. sessions. So if if you at any point, you know, a year later or something, said, "Oh, let's, you know, let's do Oath again. Let's do a campaign of it," you know that you can do it, and you're yeah. not just going to go, "Oh yeah," but. Yeah. Then we get to this bit, and oh, then there's that bit, and there's yeah. this bit. You know, if it, it's so, emerging, so that is cool in that way different. too. It's just it's world building, it's world changing. It's just there's it it does rely on there is a bit of king making, but the overall experience is absolutely glorious. Bits of tabletop that you don't have not really seen and experienced in any other game, which is why I'm interested in what leader games are going to do with arcs when that is supposedly coming mm. out because it's meant to be something the same. So that is my special oh, is Ark's mention. more like Oath? I think not so. more like Root. I thought I, I thought Ark's was Root sci-fi. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's got a little bit of this, a little Maybe, bit of that. But a little yeah. bit of column A, a little bit of column B. What about mm. your special mentions? So ones that didn't quite make the list... Mm. There's actually a few that I'm surprised. Earth didn't quite make the list. Yeah. Um, it got very close. It was eleventh. Uh, um, yeah. uh, and I very much like Earth. I like what it does. Um, uh, yeah, a very cool game. Um, a very cool game that I think has gone massively under the radar because it's not Death Road. No, Thunder Thunder Road. 
Thunder Road. Thunder Road Vendetta. <laughs> I was yeah. like looking at you so, going. So, he's stuck. That game has got all of the love. Yeah. The Death Road All Stars is, you know, very much the same setting. Yeah. Um it's such a great game. It's yeah. such a I am going to screw up my mate. You know, that you know, if you if you want a game where you're just absolutely going at each other from the first turn, yeah. Death Road All Stars is brilliant. It's really well produced, it does some really cool things. Um it's it's a brilliant, brilliant game. Um Wonderful. that just didn't quite make the list. Um Ice also didn't quite make the list. Heard very good things um, of that. Yeah, very cool game. Really again, very like what it does. Game. Beautiful production. Check you. Um, <laughs> Check you. Pun not intended, but none. Definitely that included. Um <laughs> uh and another one I really enjoyed mm. so sort of surprisingly I'm not a big one for multiplayer solo games yeah um but after us oh. is just such a fabulous little puzzle it's just and you're sitting there playing it and you're doing this little cool thing where you're trying to you're trying to put all these you've got these boxes that you like that they they go off the edge of the cards and stuff like that. Then what you do is you put five in a chain, mm-hmm. and then you kind of follow along yeah. any boxes that you completed. Yeah, and then that gets you a load of resources. And then you buy more, bought more apes, primates, and monkeys and stuff like that. So you're, you're deck building and trying to make this more thing. And it's just it's just so much fun. It's just such a fun little puzzle to do all the time. I really really enjoyed it, and it's got Vincent Dutre artwork, and so they definitely are. just went. Vincent, what have you been drawing lately? And he was like, monkeys. Been drawing monkeys. I've drawn <laughs> a lot of monkeys say, lately. I've been drawing monkeys. Yeah, I've been drawing monkeys. Just drawing monkeys. monkeys. I, don't know, I, I don't know why, but I can't stop thinking about <laughs> monkeys. I'm going to bed thinking monkey. about monkeys. I'm sleeping thinking about monkeys, dreaming about monkeys. I've had nightmares about monkeys. I wake up <laughs> thinking about monkeys. I'm eating a lot of bananas and I've just drawn <laughs> monkeys. Um, and they were like, cool, cool. Can we have some of the pictures? We'll make a game for that. <laughs> just went, yeah. and that's what they did that's what it did um, it is the most pasted on theme but it looks all beautiful and it's uh, but the the puzzle was great and I really I was surprised actually it didn't quite make my top 10 uh, but it just didn't quite make it um, uh, right yeah, was about... anything else Seas no. of Havoc that's a really again another yeah. another real good fun game that didn't quite make my list uh, very much in the kind of the Death Row All Stars you're just going at each other from, from the start but it does a cool thing where you've got this like worker placement game at the beginning yeah. where you're, you're sort of getting all your stuff within you to then basically have a big fight on the high seas and you, you've got this kind of Pac-Man grid board so you could be on this side of the board, shoot yeah. that way off the edge of it, and you hit yeah. the person on the left hand side of the board. So it's you know, um, so you just you're just never safe. You just <laughs> you think you like you could you sit there and you could be what seemingly a long way away from everybody, and then suddenly goes, oh yeah, I'll shoot you, and you're like, how are you going to shoot? Oh yeah, yeah, Pac-Man. <laughs> <laughs> bloody, <laughs> bloody Pac-Man. Um, yeah, so that was yeah, I, I really like Seas of Havoc. Really good. Cool, cool. Um. Let's start with our number 10. I was going to say there was a special award before we dive in, which... Yeah. I mean, we promised to play this game, and I don't think either of them yeah, managed uh, to get it to the table. Oh, have you not managed to? I thought no, you had got it to I was kind of mucking about with it quite a bit, but I haven't kind of got through it enough to kind of like be kind of like, yeah, I definitely want to 
talk about this game yet. And it's Dungeon Saga, Saga Origins, and the only reason I'm mentioning it is because I think it has been just from the beginning of the crowdfunding effort all the way through to delivery, I think it just deserves a special shout out for kind of like saying, we're going to get this done, we're going to get it out here and we're going to deliver. And I think the only thing that they're still working on slightly is the Dungeon Companion, which as far as I'm aware, they've got well, a browser version. Out. They've got a yeah, browser version, yeah. they've just not got the mobile yeah. there. They've not got the app ready, <coughs> which I'm assuming needs certification yeah. and stuff like that. But Which... Um... <clears throat> that was what I was waiting for. I was yeah. waiting for the companion app because I'd, because it, it would be me and Elliot that are playing it. Yeah, and he I, he he's not going to want to be the bad guy or all of the heroes. You yeah, know, it's just and I kind of didn't want to. I want us to play it together and have yeah. this adventure together. Yeah. Um, and you can play it without the companion app, so you can play it cooperatively without playing it. But it's kind of a bit stupid in that you just have to look and and. And pretend so, like, that you, you haven't can see seen where the, it. Yeah. seen where the trap is and stuff. Yeah. And I was like, that's just that's crap. Yeah. You know, that's not that's not that's not a that's not a co op mode. It's that's, not. You know, it's it's you know, it's literally um, like buying your own birthday presents and then acting surprised yeah. on you. Oh, you shouldn't. Have. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, exactly. But so yeah. On other sides. So I, and we just haven't because of, because of when it came out and then it was Christmas and yeah. New Year, kids going back to school. We just haven't had a chance to really get into it and i quite what i'd quite like to do is look at everything that i need for the first kind of and get all that painted because it if, if i really crack on it won't take me long to do that and i'd yeah. really like to play with it all painted that'd be a really cool i think fun experience for me and him um so yeah we will get it to the table yeah um, so but yeah as i say basically a little side award. I called it delivering on all fronts, and it's Mantic Games and they, Dungeon they Saga Origins. They just they smashed just, it, and it, and and they, all they, the and all this time we're all negative about crowdfunding and you know Kickstarter being crap and GameFound being wonderful, and you know delays yes, and you know people get having getting hit for extra money and stuff like that. It's nice to actually kind of lift somebody up and say, look, these people. They just they just deli- out of the park. they just delivered. Yeah, they, they did just, they did really really they did really really they well. They crushed so, it on all yeah. fronts. They delivered yeah. early. They delivered well, and they delivered a beautiful product. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I mean, I've delved into it and looked at it loads, and they've just just really nailed it. They yeah. really did. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. What's your number ten? If we're hitting the top ten now, what is your number ten? My number ten is a game called Valbara. Yes. I've played this. I have played Valbara at Tabletop Scotland. Really lovely little filler game, uh, filler set collection. Um, It it just it's just a really nice game that works really well. It does um, does the uh, Pirate Libertalia game uh, where you have you all have the same load of these uh, sort of Vikingy kind of characters sort of vikingy tribal kind of characters um uh they all do certain things and then you 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 put one down face down everybody flips over that determines what order you go in yeah uh choosing one of these things and then at the end of the game you'll get oh no sorry as throughout the game you'll get points you know if you've got x amount of this versus this or da 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 and and all these these various things it just works just really nice really beautifully produced stupid box it has got a stupid box it has got a stupid Um, box 
but it is lovely. It's got that slidey outside box thing. It's just crap. I don't um, like it. <laughs> No, so it should no, be number you twelve, don't. really. You should just like demote it for that and just no. Not have it, it got yeah. to number ten despite of the stupid. Though box. that is so. Really if anything, if anything, if they had a decent box, it might have been up towards might like six, eight. maybe you wow. know, maybe five. That's you know. pretty good. You never That's know. So bad that box is. Um, but yeah, great game. Really good. Really good. I played it quite a bit um, at Econ West. Um, because it's a really good one where you're just in in between a bigger game and you stuff like that. You can just stick it down and get it on the table because it's pretty yeah. easy to kind of set up. Um, mm. My number 10 is Shores of Tripoli by Fort Circle Games. I which, have not even heard of this game. Which is about the... Which is basically... It's like a war... It's a card-driven kind of war game where you're basically trying to I remember you be the American that. forces <laughs> against the pirates of Tripoli. And um, it's very, okay, it's telling a story. It's almost like moving you along how the actual events work and you're heading towards a huge crescendo and you're building up forces and you're trying to basically either you're trying to... Um, you're trying to either collect as much money or tribute as possible if you're playing the Tripoli forces or you're trying to force kind of basically a kind of a, a, a treaty or like a ceasefire. But it kind of what is, it's like your normal kind of uh, war gamey card kind of driven combat. It just looks magnificent on the table. It's got big, huge wooden, wooden pieces. Um, it's pretty easy to play. You're almost like guided on how you're playing it, but you're still kind of making kind of strategic decisions and you can quite easily kind of play it. It's a, it's a one V one game as well. So there's not like there's multiple people kind of, um, it's not like a multiplayer game. It's like one V one sitting over the table. One of you play one side, one of you play the other and you're off against each other. Um, it's, it was the game Fort Circle games made before their bigger, well, their biggest game which was uh, Votes for Women but I yeah that's my number 10 um, and it's just nice to sit down and just play through it that's <clears> fun it's got a very nice look to it I just look it up yes I do like the design of it yes. it's very nice and clean and simple yes. nice ploppy yes. colours yes yeah I like it it's very yeah it's a, it's a, it is a decent it's a decent looking it's a decent looking game um, <laughs> so that sh- that is Shores of Tripoli which is my number 10 10. What is your number nine? My number nine. Yes. Game again. Didn't get a lot of love. Don't hear anybody talk about it. Um, Fighters of the Pacific. Oh, okay. I must Have admit. Have you even heard of it? I've probably. I don't. It's not. No, it's not crossed my path. So it kind of, at a glance, mm-hmm. looks like Aerial Combat Memoir 44. So it's hex based. Um, and it's obviously set in the, the Pacific theater of World War Two. Yeah. Um, and you have lots of lots of various scenarios, and it's just got this really cool system um, of the 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 way you you, you when you activate uh, the various the various fighters, mm-hmm. you kind of you kind of always trying to. It's, it, it's the best way to describe it. Your it's not you can't just sort of just go ah oh, he he he'll point at him and he'll shoot him you've got to kind of you've got to line things up kind of right and you've got to kind of like so 
if if I want to shoot one of your things, what I kind of want to do is have tried to shoot it with somebody else first. Yeah. And then you get somebody else. So you've got that kind of wingman thing constantly. You're trying to not just navigate your, your one or two against something. Uh, sorry, one one against one. You, you're really trying to sort of pair pair things off to try and sort of focus on, on ones. Yeah. Um, and like take things out before they activate and stuff like that and it's a ooh, very nice scenario based it's just it's a, it's slightly fiddly to play with because it's all the all the 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 ships are like chits but they're they're uh, they're plain shaped chips chits as it were they're not like squares yeah. or something like that yeah so you you flip them over and and stuff like that so it could get a little bit clunky like flipping them over and stuff like that um but you you know doing all these clever maneuvers and it's kind of it's got that sort of chess snooker feel that you've got to kind of think three two or three turns ahead kind of thing Uh whilst also being able to be reactive sort of thing um so yeah really really cool game really well set um and i'm really looking towards uh looking forward to fighters uh fighters of of europe um Mm -hmm. Interesting. Who's uh, yeah, who's so. who's the publisher for that? Uh, it's don't don't panic and capsicum. Games, ah, right. Okay. I think. Cool. Okay. I think okay. capsicum games did it first of all, but I think don't panic seem to have taken it over. Yeah. Um, okay. But yeah, really cool game. Really, okay. really cool. Okay. Really, no- really, like I said, really underrated. Nobody talks about it. My number nine, um, actually, should probably be an awful lot higher, but I've got to play it an awful lot more before I get there. It's Halls of Hegra by Tompic Games, which is it's a solitaire war game. Um, basically, you, you, you play as a series of um, Norwegian volunteers try to fight, kind of, um, fight off the German forces in the early days of kind of like World War Two. They're going to hold the line, weren't they, basically? Well, yeah, in, it's uh, kind of like... Yeah. Um, if if I say if I say something like it was a bit say three hundred kind of thing, wasn't it? If, well, if I say kind of like this war is mine, or like even kind of dead of winter, mm. there's a level of desperation to this game, which is yeah. almost like you go into it. It's almost like I know some people say, I've heard um, somebody say it was like it's almost like the Home Alone of games, in that you know that you know that the forces are about to descend on you. You know you have to set up kind of like um, your resources or go. You can either go and scout for more resources to help you or you can dig through the snow to try and kind of dig more resources or you can repair equipment or you've got to put kind of like people in certain places. So you get like volunteers that you can help. You get actual soldiers that help. Um, It's just desperation bits after desperation. And what you're trying to do is you're really just trying to minimise the potential damage as the... The kind of as it kind of the desperation kind of increases. So you, the first stage is all about you know exploring the fortress, digging it out, um, getting new recruits, and just just kind of like planning supply routes. Then you've got a first attack, so you've got to try kind of like defend it while you're kind of doing kind of even more preparations for the final siege, and then you get the final kind of siege of Hegra itself. So you've got like you get like you start to get bombing and you start to get things kind of damaged and you're constantly kind of almost like firefighting to kind of like still bring in resources but you know kind of repair guns and just and it's just it it becomes like a game that you get halfway through or you get towards the end and you're glad it's over 
<laughs> but it's the experience. The only reason it's a bit lower in my thing is because there's a little bit of setup involved and it takes oh, yeah. a little while to kind of completely get your head around what you're meant to be doing. But it just looks fantastic on the table. It's quite busy, but it's also, it's kind of, it is ordered in such a way that it does eventually make sense once it clicks. The rule book's pretty good, but I just, yeah, as far as solitaire games go, it's just easy just to sit down on an evening and just kind of play through it, but you don't mm. want to rush it, but you just want to savour it, and it is that kind of... So if you're into that kind of fighting against insurmountable odds, and it's definitely... It's Tompic Games. They're a small they're a small outfit. Um, <clears throat> they've done Halls of Hegras, I think, their, their, their second game. Um, they did um, Dawn in the Purple, which was a game based around oh, the... Oh, they role. were Dawn in the Purple. They yeah, were yeah, Dawn yeah. in the Purple, so they did that based around the kind of the rise of... Uh, I think it was maybe the rise of Caesar. That got some love when it came yeah. out. Yeah, this is... Um, <clears throat> Uh, Petter, uh, is it Shanka Olsen, I think his name is, and Tompa Games, they deserve a lot of love. They're doing some amazing things in the space. And Halls of Hegra, I've seen it appear on quite a few critical acclaim places now because it is just a damn good game. So that's my number nine, Halls of Hegra, Tompa Games. What also, a you- little, little honourable mention for Halls of Hegra, won a beautifully evocative cover. Yes. I remember I remember the first thing, it caught my eye. Yes immediately when i saw it it's just a, it's just such a real gray uh and now you're telling the story of it makes a lot of sense because it's, it's it's men i think if i remember right like kind of not cowering but kind of they're sort of braced behind a sort of defense or a wall yeah, or something hand, like that and you yeah, can see yeah. like oncoming yeah f- force very you know, evocative kind of it's, it's a very evocative cover very, you know very, exactly very what you're yeah. kind of getting with that game when you look at the cover so that's holza hegra that is my number nine what is your number eight my number eight is Age of Rome ah. from Teetotem, okay. Teetotem Games. Um, very cool game. <clears throat> so you're you play a, uh, a one of the various characters who would want to be Caesar, um, and it's about getting the most victory points. But it does some really cool stuff. Uh, in you have this central board, and that board is a, is mainly a circle which is split up into quarters mm. and that it's like a little lazy susan it can move uh-huh. and you you have each circle has a section for a, a port um a, a port section barracks uh, farms like a, techni- a, a political place and a something else place i forget what the other one is um Oh, religious place, religious place. I think, yeah. Um, and <clears throat> on those those things, say so what you do is you you work a placement, but you you have these acrylic discs, which are the upgraded version of each of those sections. Mm-hmm. So you you will build and upgrade those sections with with money. Then you use worker placement, and you'll you'll decide what you know. Oh, I'm gonna. Okay, I'm going to go to the barracks, so I'll get more forces, and you, and you, you know, uh, send your forces out to the battlefield, or I'll get political. I'll, I'll do the political one, so I get more votes in the Senate, and uh, blah blah blah. And it's kind of got like a sort of bit of a set collection and stuff like that going on. Um, <clears throat> and um, then what you do? Sorry, you'd you'd have had an event card that came out which impacts the game in some way or form, but also shows you where the the board is going to rotate in that next turn. 
and you do this over like 10 rounds um the board keeps going back and forth and might it might go twice anti-clockwise and then come back once hmm. clockwise and blah 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 sort of thing um so you're building a thing but then you're sitting there going oh but if i build this that's then going to go round to matt and he really wants that no no no, no. so you've got this <laughs> and then what you also do is you you have schemes because it's rome and everybody was always stabbing each other in the back so you can you can set schemes up so they're like little bombs basically that you'll you'll place on one of these quarters that's in front of you and then eventually it'll spin round and once that scheme is in front of somebody else you can use your worker to enact that scheme and you get to ah. steal something from them or take this or blah 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 it does some really really cool stuff and it's very i thought it was just going to be uh kind of just a classic euro worker placement get some points but it yeah. does a cool thing with a with a rotating board that's why i just thought it was going to be just nicely produced fun game but it's actually got a, like a lot of take that it's a real you know ruthless game yeah. you know you, you really are going at each other in a lot of ways you know um so yeah great game really really like it i really good. like what it does beautifully produced yeah good stuff my eight race to the raft city of games frank mm-hmm. west the island is on fire you're trying to get move the cats from their safety spots to the actual raft and it is quite literally a path building fire prior prevention kind of lovely little puzzle game that as with all puzzle games kind of ramps up in complexity and difficulty in the various kind of ways that you've got to you've got to kind of win the game and um i think it's it's maybe not as i guess as I would say kind of family friendly as the Isle of Cats was, but it's certainly it looks like quite a tough. Game. It's quite it's 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 kind of it's kind of mysteriously quite complicated and also mm. kind of has the ability to have additional kind of rewards on it. But it's bright and it's colourful and it's got lovely wooden cat tokens and it's certainly kind of like it looks garish on the table, but I kind of really. Yeah, I had a lot. I had a lot of fun Look. with it, and the puzzle element will keep you kind of coming back again and again and again. But it's yeah, that was my number eight, which is Race to the Raft from the City of Games. I remember when I first saw Race to the Raft, I thought it looked like Minesweeper on acid. Ah yes, um, that's a pretty accurate description, isn't it's, it? It's, it's like, kind it's, of like the fact. Yeah, it's a lot of stuff going on in a very kind of small space. You know, it, there's it, a lot of if, stuff. It kind of feels, um, it does feel like that, but then once you get playing to it, kind of, it's one of these things you look at it and go, what is actually happening here? But once you kind of mm. get the cards down and you realise you're trying to build your kind of your, you're kind of like building your kind of your roots for all the paths, various casts. Yeah, you're yeah, trying to build paths for colors, each of the casts. Yeah, yeah. Based on the, like the colours, because they're only mm. allowed to go along kind of like certain kind of colours and roots and stuff like that. But yeah, it was a pleasant surprise for me, and I and I really, really, really enjoyed it. Um, your number, nice. s- number seven, Mister Pryor. What's your lucky <laughs> number, my number seven? seven? So my number seven is a funny little game which I think we've discussed before. Um, perfect convention game. Uh, this is Pray Another Day. <sighs> yes, you have. So it just um, it, it's got the weirdest artwork. Uh, it, everybody who when you, you hand them their set of cards which is the same as everybody's got everybody's just like wow that's uh, hmm 
that's 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 some artwork isn't it you know kind of thing um but it's it's got this brilliant uh it's like love letter slash um the assassin section of citadels um it's the and the guard choice in love letter you uh, you calling out a character but then you're trying to guess what somebody else has done just it just such a real just it's just such a condensed perfect little filler game just nailed it you know just again kind of like love letter in that sense that it's just so condensed and you just think how have you managed to do so much with so few cards (laughs) you know like it's just how have you have you pulled that off you know it's just it's it's brilliant just absolutely brilliant um yeah love it awesome pray another day my number seven is resident evil the board game Only because, wow. yeah, I just... That was 2023. Yeah, look, yeah, it was released this year. I would have Yeah, released this... They've been doing Resident Evil for a while. Yeah, 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 yeah. They'd but, done Resident Evil yeah. 3, then they did Resident Evil 3, then they no, did Resident they Evil 2. two. And then no, they, they went back and... Yeah. Then they did 3. 2, then yeah. 3, then they went back and did 1 because the anniversary Steamforged, stuff. they produce beautiful games. They can't count, sadly. I know, it's, a, it's one of these things. They can't win them all. Uh, I mean, no, Resident we Evil. Don't hold it against them. Resident Evil Seven's out next year, and then it's going to be followed by yeah. Four, and then Village. Um, I just can't. You can't even control these people anymore. It is just a very, very good video game adaptation on a board game type style, and it brings all the tension to it. It brings the lack of bullets, the lack of resources, the having to run for your life. Um, the tiles are a bit. You know, the tiles are a bit. I think the negatively the tiles on it are a bit too dark for my liking. I think it kind of like yes, it's a very very dark game, but please can we just lighten up the tiles a bit just so we can see all the glorious artwork? But apart from, there is nothing worse than failing, or you're constantly looking at failing, and you're constantly just like it absolutely encourages you to. It's not a zombie side where you sit there and you end up like feeling like Rambo with multiple weapons and you're just shooting things left, right, and center. Nine times out of ten, the best thing you can do in this game is if you see a, even a single zombie, the the best thing for you to do is to run away because you'll because you're more likely to succeed in that. Um, it tries to expand it with kind of like there's a full kind of manner explan- exploration mode. There's kind of they've, they've brought in kind of like puzzle elements with cards, so you'll have like a row of cards and you've got to guess which one matches to which, and if not, you reset the puzzle and start again. It's just. And it kind of works quite, and I, iron, not ironically, or ironically, it kind of works pretty well as just a single player game. You can just set it up as nature intended, as like you would as a video game, and just set it on the table with your various characters, and just, you can just play through it, like a video game. Except, you know, and it just, yeah, I kind of, so that would be, that's Steamforge Games, that's my number seven. Have you played? Have you played the other Resident? I've got I've the Resident Three. I've not played Resident Two. Not played it. But Resident Three, I think, is meant to be better than Resident Two because it's got some kind of changes. But yeah, I really right. enjoyed Resident Three because it's kind of like this one, but there's an awful lot more kind of weapons and armory and stuff. You feel a little bit more of a badass in Resident Three, but you've got the ongoing kind of threat of the the big bad coming to chase you, you know. But yeah, so. I really like that. So that's my seven. <clears throat> what is your number six? My number six yes. is 
Taiwan Night Market. Oh, I've heard of this. I've heard a couple mm. of people talk about this, and I'm intrigued to know about um, about this. I'm going to what, look. You start. Tell us about Taiwan Night Market. So Taiwan Night Market's a really cool game uh, from. I forget the name of the company. It's they a good game. I've got it here. Stock, good game stock. It's a good game studio. I've right. got it here. Um, so you very cool aesthetic. You're 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 running. Uh, you're, you're you're one of various people running stalls in a Taiwan night market, and uh, you've got all these creatures that are coming in to to visit the various eateries and stuff in a Taiwan night market. And <clears throat> there's there's three kind of entrances to the night market, mm. and you you'll you'll seed each entrance with. Uh, various people then you'll have some people in your own hand that you'll seed into those so that people can't see them mm-hmm. and then you've got various plots building plots along the thing which you 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 do a bidding for begin at the beginning mm-hmm. um and you, you essentially you're trying to set them up into the right spots to basically the people will come along and they'll 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 take a first spot and they'll you know then the mm. second person will take the second spot available and you know keep going along <clears throat> and you you're trying to you know get all then you you know from the various people that you got you got all the money so like if if somebody starts a they'll follow all the path which leads down to the entrance for b so then if they don't get through a then they'll be at entrance b for the next round ah. so you could be like ah okay right so there you go so and and vice versa it carries on for c as well so so you it's it's it, it's very beneficial to grab the things at the top but it, it's also in the latter part of the game it will start the ones at the bottom will pay off sort of thing um but obviously the where where these things go because you're bidding for the for the spot so it's not um so you might be bidding for the second spot in the thing or whatever and it's got a road which got things either side of it then you've got you've got certain sections of it that 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 so so it might be that you've got a stall that is for a but also if they come in from b Hmm. that they could get it from both both sides of it sort of thing then you can you could start to if you get the same um type of business it, next to each other then that becomes a bigger business and therefore makes more money um and takes more more spaces and stuff. just a really cool really well produced uh really f- really fun game if you've ever played chinatown right which is very very similar in that it, you're negotiating for all these spots on the board for a kind of very similar themed kind of thing yeah um this kind of takes that same same sort of feel as Chinatown, but instead of negotiating, you're doing an auction bidding for the stuff. So ah. it, it negotiating. I love Chinatown. It's absolutely amazing game, but it falls on its ass if it's not in the right group. And luckily, my group is one that does negotiating really well. We all we all love that sort of thing. Yeah. But if if you get a group that isn't quite so good at negotiating, 
the auction aspect of Taiwan night markets a really good replacement in that sense because nobody has to be bullshit about something. You just bid on it if you don't want it, and you know the people who just kind of want to math it out can math it out. <laughs> um, I never math, so, things, so I'm rubbish at it. <clears throat> no, neither I'm, do not, I. I'm, I'm not, not a math. I'm not a math. I'd rather just try and be intimidating by negotiation <laughs> you know, or just bid Slut. excessively for something, and you know. <laughs> That's why you're never good at high society. I said, that's why you're never good at high society. I love, high love so- high society, but, but no, I am not, not good, good at it. That's my number, uh, what were we, six? Number six. Yes, Taiwan Night Market. My number six. Now, you're going to, you're possibly going to gasp at this, but uh, Empire's End. My brother it was my 15. Was it? It's only because I think I haven't just haven't played it enough. That's all right. right. Okay. It, it okay. definitely. Okay. Um, it's in here at this level because, um, well, first of all, it's it is it, it gets into that this game has been made in twenty twenty three, and secondly, um, it's very unique in what it does. And we spoke about Empire's End, you know, in a previous episode, so I'm not going to dwell on it for long. But I really <laughs> like. I really like the kind of the no thanks, you're bidding to try and avoid stuff and trying to kind of get the balance. And I think in the right group, it it will absolutely shine. And um, component-wise, it looks lovely. It's relatively kind of straightforward to kind of learn and play. And it doesn't it doesn't spend too long at the table as well. So um, if you want to hear us talking about it, it's like uh, there's there's... The last episode we, t- we talked yeah. about kind yeah, of Empire's End. We talked about it end, so I'm not going to spend ages. So I'm just going to say number yeah. six, Empire's End, Brotherwise Games, and now the top five. Mm. What is your number five? So my number five. Yes, is Star Wars the deck building game. Oh, really? Okay. So I yeah, have heard about I, this, but I have not heard a lot about this, if you know what I mean. So now there's there's an element of very similar with Mythic Battles in that this is a game that I bought just because I kind of bought it because it was coming out. It wasn't it was relatively inexpensive. Yeah. It was it just looked like a really cool Star Wars themed game. So I just thought I just like to have it you know being a fanboy um and then as i was waiting for it to arrive i just suddenly thought i thought to myself i think i might be able to play this with elliot because essentially it's if you've played star realms or that that kind of deck that's what it is oh it's that simple middle market in the middle yeah forces either side yeah you know that's it's that that simple in that sense um so i thought oh it's nice simple real you know just boiled down deck building game i'll give this a try with elliot and this is one of those other games i have never beaten that little git at either he has Uh, trounced me every uh, single damn time uh, 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 but it does some really cool things so you have the market in the middle yeah and in that market you have light cards and dark cards but what they do is they so you and you have neutral cards so neutral cards sit you know perpendicular to you and then the light cards will face me and the dark cards will face you if you know depending yeah. on which side you are so i could see all of whatever luke skywalker does <clears throat> classic deck building game most things have either attack power 
buying power and in this they have force yeah uh, and you have a little track at the side which the force sways back or forth and all it does is give you a bit of buying power and or some cards might say if the force is with you blah 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 yeah. blah um so yeah i can see everything that luke skywalker does but then you can see the section that is upside down to me on luke skywalker which is if you attack luke skywalker in the market kill him yeah you get a whole load of stuff ah. so you could destroy cards in the market um and get stuff for it and then you have you you pick five bases at the beginning of the game you, you start with one of those bases out they've all got a defense value uh once you've destroyed a base you take your hmm. four that you've got left you decide which one you're going to use and you put that one out and ah, it do, right, it'll okay. do some cool ability yeah so you get this and you've got like i think 10 bases to choose from so you've wow. got this cool little bit at the beginning where yeah. you decide how you want to kind of do it then uh and it's the first to get to three three bases destroyed you know so you've got bases that you can kind of be like oh i need this base now this mm. will help me um it just it just works so well beautifully produced beautiful fantasy flight you know uh you um you know all new artwork it's all n not nothing nothing that's been used before or anything like that um it's just brilliant just works so well and i played it the other night with my mate who um came over for we played age of rome and then um, we got that done like quicker than we expected so we had a quick game of star wars deck building game afterwards you know elliot loves it and it's just yeah it's just it's just no no nonsense boiled down just spot on deck building if you don't like deck building you'll hate it yeah it's simple no I but like it's like deck building yeah you know yeah exactly if you like star realms you you can't not like it if you like star realms and you like star wars pfft, you just never no play plainer. star realms again no plainer. yeah absolutely it does a lot of what star realms does it's essentially star realms wars star <laughs> essentially star wars realms realms wars stars. star wars realms realms star realms, wars realms. Yeah. star realms yeah it's essentially yeah. warsy realms realms of the sith i'm realms being like a giggling muppet <laughs> um my number five <laughs> is um undaunted battle of britain oh, i wish i'd played this i wish i'd played more undaunted of everything just so bloody good i am um, it's basically it's taken the undaunted system and it's just taken it to the skies but it still manages to kind of create the kind of the tension the slow burn the you know it, it uses the kind that's your kind of your deck building you know, your slight kind of deck building, kind of hand management. I mean, if you've got the other games in the Undaunted series, you've probably got this already. Um, but it's just, it kind of manages to kind of like take what could traditionally be quite a boring thing, which is fly, fly, shoot, you shoot each other, and add that extra realm of tension across the table, as in you're not always able to fire or f attack with everything that you've got. You're not always able because you're it's a because you're using your hands, your hand mm -hmm. of cards. You're not always able to figure out if that if that plane's behind me, is it going to attack me this round? Because he might not have the cards. And also at the same time, the way the damage works is when you when you damage one of your planes, you effectively you you move you lose that card completely from your hand from your deck. Which means you cannot then, you're you know you're down. You can't use it again. Which means it, it lessens the time you can actually play that game again. And it's it's it can be slow. 
Um, but it's just, it's just kind of like, like things like the supply deck. It's like there's, it's like there's a supply deck there that you've got to buy from because if you don't get your cards into your hand, then you can be in the situation where you might not be able to get, or it's going to be difficult to get them in your hand. But it also tells your opponent what cards you've got and what cards you've not got. It just it, it just seems somehow kind of man it manages <laughs> to manage what you would normally see in a game of like X Wing or something like that, and still maintain the kind of the hand management, the deck building, and that's why it's kind of like my my number five. So, One of the trickiest of the Undaunted, from my understanding. Um. Yes, I think I think because um. Not necessarily complex, no. but tr- just tricky. Yes. The nature of flight. Yes, <laughs> the nature of getting people into the right position at the right time and the fact you can end up with like four or five planes kind of stacked on each other and stuff like that. So it's not like there's like a truck in one place and nobody else can go in it or there's a soldier in one place and nobody else can go in it. You can end up in situations where you have like literally um and two ally planes and an enemy plane in exactly the same flying space but they're not able to attack each other because they're all in the same space because it creates a verticality mm. as well i'd love to play it with kind of like normal real kind of maybe wings of war models i think that would be i think it would be kind of absolutely amazing so that's my number five undaunted battle of britain what's your number four so my number four let me just quickly look up hang on so my number four <laughs> Of 2023. Yeah. Comes from 2018. <laughs> okay. <laughs> now, this is... The reason this made the list... Right. Um, is because I had never heard of it. Ever. I'd never seen it in the wild. Uh, yeah, I'd never heard of it. Never seen it. Uh, and I played at Aircon West. Uh, and this is called Drop It. Oh. Have you that's seen? the Do you know clear Drop screen. It? The clear screen. Yeah. With the plastic Connect shapes. Connect four for gamers, yeah. And you're trying to drop yeah. the stuff in, but not get the last shape to get to the top. So almost is it like a Tetris type thing where you can't. No, get... no, it's, no. So, so what it is? So the so yes, sure you have I know. this this clear, clear, <laughs> Connect four looking thing, um, and at the bottom and up the sides, you have everybody has uh, the same load of shapes, mm. just little little wooden flat shapes uh, uh, of their various color and what you do is the around the sorry around the outsides you've either got sections that are broken up into colors mm-hmm. or sections that are broken up into shapes and then throughout the 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 tall the height of it it gets various points higher so so the 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 bottom layer is worth one point two point three point four up to like seven points and then there's a few circles dotted about that uh, are worth points as well. Little circles that are worth three and big circles that are worth one. And all you do is you take one of your pieces, you drop it in the middle, mm. in, in, the, in the top, uh, wherever along the thing you want, and it lands. And whatever of the points sections it has any bit touching of yeah. the highest amount, yeah. you get that many points. If it happens to very, very vaguely, slightly touch one of those little circles, you also get those points. But... A colour can never touch the same colour and a, sh- a, sh- a, co- a shape can never touch the same shape. Yeah. So you just get all these little bits times where you're just like, oh, I can't... Yeah. I haven't got any options because my yellow thing's there and then all I've got left is is a square and a diamond. There's a square and a diamond there and a, a diamond... And you just get... And, and things do things that you just can't expect. 
and you just like you think oh yeah this is cool yeah i'll just drop that there and oh <laughs> that suddenly just speared its way down through the shapes and that diamond is now touching that diamond or you suddenly get people halfway through the game they're, they've seen that things can move in ways you don't expect and it just you know it, it, it's just doing this thing and you've got, you've got these choices and then there'll be this little little nugget of a space that they want to go oh yeah if i just get, if right I get in my there. square yeah. to balance perfectly <laughs> borderline defying the laws of physics uh, on that little nugget of space uh, well that'll get me five points that'll be lovely that's exactly <laughs> what i'm gonna do and you think what about the game leading up to this point has led you to think that you're gonna remotely be able to achieve that and then they try to do it and they go oh uh, no it didn't work you know uh, or somebody drops a bit and you're like how the hell have you managed to make that? you know you get like a circle balancing on this point of a diamond or something like that and it just it just it's just such a perfect it's it's an everybody game i played it at the convention yeah. we just laughed you know every time we were playing it loads of people were walking through the room they always stopped to watch us walk play it nobody had ever knew what the hell it was and you're always laughing raucously at people because they cocked it up or they got crap options or whatever then took it on boxing day to the family played it with the kids Played it with my, my my wife's family and everything. Um, bought it bought it for my best friend for his family. Just it, it's just such a spot on game. It's great for gamers and it's great for families, you know. And my six year old, she you know she's she really is just only kind of just getting into games of it, of any note. Um, and she will sit there, just sit there. She's like looking at it. And like, oh, no, there's a square there. And I go, oh, my God. Oh, no, there's a yellow. Oh. And she's really, you know, at six oh, years old, you amazing. think she's just going to go, oh, it's square, bomb, and just throw it in no. there and just hope for the best. But she doesn't. She really she's, sits there and evaluates her options. She's that know, age where her, her entire world at primary school is probably going to be triangle, squares, parallelograms, and rhombuses. <laughs> she's probably a bigger yeah. expert than any of you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and also the 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 opportunity to beat mum and dad, you which know, is just never always, yeah, always just, just so chef's kiss for exactly, a six year old, exactly. You know? But also, also heartbreaking when they don't beat mum and dad, oh, you know? or worse, they don't beat their brother. <laughs> they just you know? go, they just go um, to the room and don't yeah. come out until they're twelve. So. So yes, although very much not a twenty twenty three game or even a twenty twenty two game, no. It, I just like I said, I'd never heard of it, never seen it, never, never anything, and just f- absolutely fell in love with it. I've just had so much fun with it over the last uh, four months. You Wonderful. Know. So that's your number four. That was my number. My no- my number four is another game that we've spoken up spoken about recently. It's Kenfire Chronicles Nightfall. Um, the more uh, I drift yes, into this big boxy type. It's kind of, it's just, I I really like it. It's kind of big boxy goodness without the kind of the worldwide kind of administration. It's almost like it's cut, it's a very, very kind of lean game and go back and listen to me talking about it. But I do, I like it very, very much. I love the presentation. I love the little trove boxes that you get, the little missions that you get that it's kind of like self-contained and, and I, and, um, I played... I played the next game in the series, which is a small box game called Kinfire Delve, 
which uses the same kind of double colour kind of card system that they've got. And it just made me want to go back and play more Chronicles. So um, if you're interested in finding out more, go back and listen to that episode. But that is Kinfire Chronicles Nightfall Incredible Dream number four. Nice. Just because it's just, it's it's kind of that big epic fun without Mm. feeling that, oh my goodness, I've got to go through this epic fun. With capital I can't remember capital exactly S. what you said when we discussed it before, but it sounded like <clears throat> it did some really cool stuff. Yes, that made it stand just, out from the crowd and does a, just does some really cool things and does them really well. Just combat with boosting and you know combat and mm. I I combat I play a card, but then you've got the ability to play another card on top of that as well to boost it and give me kind of like extra stuff and there's kind of like hand <clears throat> management and if you and and if you. And if you want to get, if you want to refresh your deck, then you've got to kind of like, you can take like exhaustion cards and stuff like that because you've effectively exhausted yourself because you've used up all your moves for that thing. And it's just all the little kind of things, a little showing of thought that they've done that kind of makes it kind of one of these games that most people that I've I see talking about it always talk about it in a kind of like a positive light. It's like this is my idea of what a big box game should kind of be like that it kind of offers it in terms of story and content and not necessarily in terms of faff so that's Kin- Kinfire Chronicles Nightfall by Incredible Dream nice we're into the we're into the we're into the serious and the medals we're on the podium. we're on the medals so going what's your bronze medal <clears throat> going for somebody's getting drowsed with champagne from the winner um so my number three is World Wonders. Oh, okay. I don't know of this game. I demand to know <coughs> yes, more of this do. game. Yeah. You definitely, you definitely know this game. You must have heard of it. I probably Arcane have. Arcane Wonders, World Wonders. I probably so have. I'm going to check. Very produced I'm going to check this. So it's a polyomino-ish. Yeah, yeah, polyomino. Yeah. Uh, so you've got a grid in front of you, which is uh, is just a a part of land um, oh. and you're filling it up with all these various coloured buildings that give you these um, but then also what you have the opportunity to buy is various world wonders and there's always three I think world wonders available mm. so you've got money to spend and all these different polyomino tiles you know uh, cost X amount you've got all these tracks and it's uh, it's one of those you know the tracks go up but you'll only ever score the lowest track so you've got to kind of balance them as they go up and stuff like that but they're also kind of the timer to the end of the game when somebody hits a certain point on one of these tracks that will trigger the end of the game so you've got like seven money to spend but and the world wonders yeah they cost anything <laughs> but what they cost specifically yeah is everything oh so a world wonder costs whatever you have left but it's wow. also the end of your turn Ah. So, you you need to hit various criteria to get a world wonder to mm. wherever that might be, whether it's the pyramids, the gardens of Babylon, the Colossus of Rhodes, all these various cool things, Chichen Itza, and they got all these cool wooden chunky pieces that represent the world wonder and how they, where they can be placed and what resources you have to where you know what resources you have to have with the various other polyomino tiles to get that world wonder. Um. <clears throat> so so you might be the first player and you've got your seven to spend and there's like oh there's a 
I need I need some of the red resource. Mm. I really should buy that tile. But I want the Easter Island heads. And I know if I don't take them now, there's a very good chance that Sean might take them. So <laughs> sod it. I'm spending all the money I got. So, but then you might you get to that point where you you start that you're the first player and you're like, right, okay, I really want to get the Easter Island heads. Um, okay, Sean, he still needs to get two more red, so he can't get them yet. So, okay, cool. So I'll buy I'll buy some more pathways, or I'll buy a tower, which do all these various things that do 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 kind of various things to help you expand your city. Um, yeah, so I'll buy I'll buy a tower now. Yeah, cool. Okay, you'll go Sean. So Sean buy something. He buys those red things. You right? Okay, so comes back around to you. Now I'll buy the Easter Island heads before Sean does. So it just like I say, just really cool, beautifully produced. Um, yeah, really, really fun game. It really looks. It, it, it looks. Defi- looks it definitely lovely. stands out because yeah, it definitely. Sta- if 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 it weren't for the cool big chunky world wonders, yeah. And they were just flat tiles. It probably wouldn't get nearly as much love as it has got. You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, but that's that's board games for you in the modern world. You know, it's, it's got that's what makes it stand out from everything. Um, but yeah, really, really cool game. Really cool. So, so you've not heard of it at all? No, but then you know. Wow. I don't like board yeah. games. I was, uh, <laughs> You know, no, I don't know. It's like there's so I think you'd really like it. There's so many that kind of like they they kind of they get there's there seem there's an awful lot of things that are good at kind of like spreading noise, and then you get ones like this that kind of that kind of slightly slip under the radar, and they get mentioned in a couple of places. Mm. It's kind of interesting because you look at like say, the board game geek kind of page, and I can there's not. Well, I suppose there's a reasonable number of reviews, but there's only there's only set there's only kind of six text reviews, and I'm a big person. I like to read kind of what people have written as opposed right. to kind of watch videos, I guess. So, but yeah, I mean, it's a kind of a it's kind of escape escaped me a little bit. But there you go. If you get the chance to play it, do so. I might it's just get a really cool game. I might really just grab cool it. I might just grab it. Um, my bronze weddle. My bronze weddle. Bronze Weddle. I'm putting a bronze Weddle. I'm putting a double copper pedal. And copper <laughs> pedal. <laughs> My giggling Muppet. Um, chuckling Muppet. Chuckling a chuckle, Muppet. Giggling. You know, whatever. <laughs> grinning. Giggling. Chuckling. Um, votes for women. Fort oh, Circle wow. Games. Um, they've got two games on the list. They've got two wow. games on the list. I just, I don't know. I think. They just, they just, you know, you get certain publishers and designers, they just tick your boxes and you just go like, this just kind of works for me. And there's probably an entire genre of games out there. And I know that the kind of the coin series games are all about kind of like playing cards and doing things. And I think if I was approaching this from somebody who's played lots and lots of coin games, I would probably be going, ah, it's, you know, it's okay. It's fine. It's, it's, you know, it's a good game, but there are, these other coin games which you can play instead which are so much better Mm. but what I like about Votes for Women was um, it just it's the kind of the it is a proper kind of war game it is a proper kind of hold your territory take territory build up your resources try to you know you know attack attack essentially the opposition and it's all kind of like everything from kind of like the 
the kind of the style of the artwork, the artwork on the cards, the you know the font, everything kind of screams nostalgia. It contains kind of historical documentation, so it's teaching you everything about it. But the main thing is, it's a really <clears throat> solid game. It yeah. could have been dull, it could have been simple, it could have been peppered with historical facts, and people would have just went, well, this is just a, an educational game with, you know, with some gameplay kind of sprinkled over the top of it. And instead, it's like, um, instead, it kind of like, it's quite, you really feel like you're kind of going toe to toe with the opposition, even though the opposition at the beginning kind of have the upper, you know, the upper hand. And you, you end up kind of like trying to plan your moves, trying to like kind of guess what the opposition's going to do. And it's got this kind of wonderful, glorious kind of escalation of kind of like powers. And as you approach the kind of the end of the game, there's kind of sweeping reforms that come in as like the kind of the current kind of uh, setup is kind of obviously panicking about what's going to happen. And so you find big sways kind of back and forward as it plays and it just, it kind of works. Yeah, it kind of works really, really well. And um, it's good fun. Availability wise, I think it's starting to become more and more available in the UK. And I know for a, f well, there's actually, they're just, I think they're running their second their second printing for their Kickstarter, which they've funded kind of there, yes. and, there and beyond. So that is my bronze medal position, Votes for Women, Fort Circle Games. And it was Tori, uh, Tori Brown that designed it, so um, who was former guest on the show. So there you go. Well, we know what the standard of your guests is. Um. Well, it is now, anyway. Um, exactly. Yeah. What's your silver medal position? My silver medal is Age of Comics: The Golden Years. Oh, you've talked about this before, very, I very have briefly. About this, yes, yeah. I have and about this. I this is one of those games that you know when you you've got a game coming and you're like, I hope this is as good as it looks and as good as I want it to be. So you are you're playing, uh, and each of you are playing up to four players. Um, <clears throat> you're playing your various sh uh, comic book studio in the golden era of comics. You know the action comics, detective yeah. comics, that yeah. the birth of, of of comics and where they all came from. And at its core, it is a uh, a classic worker placement game. I do I do love a bit of worker placement game, yeah. um, worker placement, and um, this is really cool in. So you've got various resources. So you've got uh, ideas. So yeah. so like if you want to make a romance novel, uh, comic, you need to have a couple of romance ideas. And you've got uh, uh, artists and writers, um, and the co you know the the comic itself. Um, and so, artists and writers are suited to certain types. So you you know you've got action comics, sci-fi comics, yeah, um, detective comics, horror, romance, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, so if you, you you'll you'll probably by the end of the game you'll have published five to four to six comics um and if like for instance the you 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 produced an action comic uh, and it had an action writer and an action artist that would be worth more points at the end of the game mm -hmm. if if you had a romance comic that had a horror writer but a horror art, uh, a romance artist it would be worth a little less points you know um 
then also what you're doing is you're trying to so so a comic will come out as and it'll it'll have a certain amount of fan base to it yeah uh, and you've got various ways to build up the hype so you can like start you can start getting extra abilities on top of your your kind of the the existing beginning abilities um so then you, like when you go to do a like say you get so you write a comic so it says so that's when you choose one of the comics available to you so you go right well, i'm gonna take that romance comic you might have upgraded that action so that you would then build hype on it so mm. so what you would do is you would then put that down in front of you not not in your hand um you put it down in front of you and every turn it would get plus two hype which basically means it would, when it comes out it would get it would be more popular all oh, right um and then you have like a map of new york or manhattan and you've got all the various newsstands and shops and bookstores and everything like that and you can go around trying to basically sell sell your comics to these various places to again increase the popularity of these comics um uh and kind of get these certain ones you can get into like legendary status and they'll they'll never lose popularity you know your comics will every round will get less popular unless you can boost them up to the point where they just they're just such they're a classic then they'll always be loved you know kind of thing um so in of itself it doesn't do anything particularly brand new in the worker space worker placement space um but it's beautifully produced i mean it's absolutely gorgeous to look at lovely that kind of pastel shades and this lovely 60s 50s sort of 40s art kind of style to it um just everything they've done they did really really well um slight the 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 if it has a downside yeah it's that that i think um you could kind of get a bit screwed like if you in that last round yeah if you don't if you were planning like all like a, a, like all worker placement things the the way this works is there's x amount of worker placement spaces on a thing um so so you might have like three spaces available in a three player game or whatever yeah um the first one you might get an extra benefit the second one you might not get so much of a benefit the third one you might not get a benefit at all you yeah. just get to do the thing if say for instance the publishing you know putting it out there if if you don't do that quick enough and you don't get to publish your last one that you spent the this round and the previous round getting ready you, then you're done you know you're screwed um you're out of it so it can be a bit punishing in that on that front um but that's just you know it's just the the, the rub of it it's not the things the way it is but just I love it. I just think it's such a great game. Love that I love the style of it, love the look of it, feel fully immersed in it. And I really feel like you are like, you know, gathering these ideas and you're like, Oh yeah, let's get this cool artist to do this. And yeah, it's just brilliant. It's <laughs> just, yeah. So Silver Medal. Age of Comics. Silver Medal. Um my second place um might be surprising, might not be surprising. Um is general orders. <clears throat> World War Two. <laughs> I thought it was going to be number one. <laughs> Did you? Ah, oh, I think you might be surprised by that. I think you might. So it's like one of those things. It's like here's a ten list of the top things you can do with fudge. Number one will surprise you. Um, 
<laughs> what can I say about General Orders that um, it's just a box of kind of continual worker placement kind of kind of abstract war type kind of strategy that kind of continually it has it has the same it's 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 ended up on the same shelf as Blitzkrieg in terms of its shortness, its immediateness, its strategy, its abstractness, the fact that it just sits and plays, the fact that I can sit down with somebody and after five minutes they know how to understand the game, they know how to play the game. The fact that you've not just got one side of the board, you've got the other side of the board which adds in a whole pile of new whole pile of new strategy. The fact that you will it kind of almost, it kind of makes you kind of kind of go, yeah, yeah, I'm winning, but then also adds this anonymity to everybody that's kind of like, it becomes very, very like a cold game. It's the opposite to like Battle of Britain or any of the Undaunted games. Like I said, I think in my, I said in my review, there's like, there's no specifically marked counters so you don't get veterans or aces. You basically get two forces heading off against each other. You don't even really know if you're playing, obviously, the German side or the Allies side because the counters are, like, blue oh, and yeah. yellow. So there's no obviously... It's just two kind of factions facing off each other. And you know that every single time you're removing a counter from the board, you're taking, like... You've kind of... You've essentially... That's somebody that's been killed or whatever. So it's it's kind of... But it just... It comes together as this, like, glorious little package that just... It's just perfect for sitting down for like fifteen minutes, half an hour, and just kind of playing through, and it just, and it just looks the part. And I'm interested to see what else happens with General Orders and what else they do, because this one's obviously titled General Orders World War Two. So I'm interested to see what they do with General Orders. Mm. You know, if they do other kind of versions, I'm just interested to see because it's a different genre to go down, um, and I'm interested to see what they do. And yeah. It's just my my number two game of last year. Nice. So, we've climbed the hill. We've brought our little stone to bring up to the top of the little cairn. You're punching the air in joy between coughing through fits and at the same time taking a little vape. You're sitting down and reminiscing on the game which has given you the most fun during 2023. What is your number one game? You got a drum roll. So my number one game. <clears throat> Does that drum roll? Yeah. Oh, what? <laughs> I don't know what that was. It is. It's a drum roll. <laughs> it did not sound like. It sounded like you're gargling. There we go. <laughs> bossa nova. Um, it's, so mine are... <laughs> it's a. Let's give you some bossa nova. <laughs> <laughs> Your number one game is? Is a 2022 game. But, but, very, very difficult to get hold of unless you backed it on Kickstarter, which I didn't. Um, But my number one game, which I could not have played earlier, is Oathsworn. (laughs) (laughs) So... I've talked quite a lot about Oathsworn into uh, Oathsworn into the deep woods. Never heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you have. I know. You you have right. Yes, I have. Yeah. Yes, you would yeah. shut up a bit. Um, yeah. So, um, Oathsworn is is just this huge, massive adventure game. 
you play one of a party of four uh, of Oathsworn, um, and you are a revered uh, adventurer, heroes, warriors, fighters, and, and, you know, mystics, and so forth. Um, and, and you play in this really cool, uh, uh, this uh, various sort of region of this fantasy world um, that's that had this kind of like apocalyptic almost event uh and this this huge deep wood suddenly kind of came out of nowhere and surrounded all the various places and is insanely dangerous to traverse um and you set off on this adventure and each basically each chapter which is the whole campaign of it is made up of 21 chapters you start off with a story version uh, story section and then you do an encounter and the story section is you could be in this city and you've got this map in front of you and you go to these various locations using a very very good app if you wish or the uh you can have it uh you can read it out from a from a book um you know kind of in that choose your own adventure kind of you know go to go to paragraph 34 and whatever um but the app is really good it's got a really good uh, narrator who was a guy from game of thrones very famous actor british actor uh his name escapes me now um, <laughs> very famous actor no, he memory. is when you see him he, yeah. you see him, he's a very very cla- yeah. classic british actor um he uh so so yeah you do the story and then you do an encounter the 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 story will always lead to you fighting this like big boss big beastie or band of hot ne'er-do-wells and stuff like that and we're we've just we are in the midst of episode eight encounter eight um usually we we'd get a story and encounter done each night and only the last two the last encounter seven didn't finish till like half one in the morning. Wow, we were you know it took a long, long time. Yeah. This this latest one now, admittedly, we're not starting till like eight. Oh, okay, maybe just afterwards. So yeah. so you know, uh, if you if you're a bit more on it or or able to, you you can definitely easily get them done in the night. Um, it starts off the the first few encounters. Uh, sorry, story sections are kind of fairly classic you know choose your own adventure mm-hmm. you know nothing nothing groundbreaking just setting a cool story immersing you into this world kind of letting you develop the character of your your people um kind of letting you kind of get the vibe of how your party works making these choices of this and that um a lot of these story sections have a path a or a path b you know so it's there's lots of options there and stuff but then in these last two or three encounters, it really stepped it up. We did some really cool stuff in the story section. Uh, way bigger, way longer than the, the story sections had been in the in the earlier ones. Um, and we, we were opening like mystery envelopes and then we had like making our way through mazes and trying to sneak into a prison and you know all sorts of cool stuff that's not a big spoiler or anything like that um but then it always leads to an encounter which can be has been so varied we've come up against like the first the first one is you you're against the brood mother which is this she's on the front cover so again yeah, not yeah, a spoiler yeah. um 
giant rat and she has these huge rat swarms that you know you've got to figure out how to tactically defeat this thing and they've all got their own deck and they've got special rules and they 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 all work in completely different ways and then we've been up against like a band of like five um like barbarian kind of cultisty things and again like suddenly you go from attacking one big thing to having five kind of really kind of strong things you know really you know really kind of getting the hang of your character and how they play and the the mechanics of the battles are really clever what you do and your hand management and you it's one of those ones where you have a deck but it's it's always in your hand every card you have you have available to you at all times but you use a card and it kind of does this um battle flow so like your most powerful cards yeah. will go into into three and then when you play another three everything that's in the three spot will move around to the two spot when you play a two everything that's in the yeah. two will move around to the one and eventually if anything is in the zero spot um at the start of a the round they come back into your hand so you've got to kind of tactically figure out how to go right okay well if okay if i do this attack da, 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 I could do mm. that then i'll spend a i'll spend a battle flow token you've got lots of tokens to help you kind of buff you here and there and when you need them i'll do a battle flow token and i'll move that back around to there because the next card i've got to play is a two so then now that'll be there so, so you're doing all that kind of thing whereas also obviously the tactical nature of trying to actually deal with the bc in front of you um just it's just brilliant we're just having such an amazing time playing it we're just loving every second of it um and it, yeah it's been brilliant absolutely great i love it so that's the number one i mean it sounds like there's mm-hmm. still tons of it to play like oh yeah i mean like it. i said we're at we're at eight eight and a half encounters as it were um and we've, we've got up to 21 to go to and there's a lot of mystery boxes to open yet you <laughs> So that's your number one. My number one is. It sounds like you're like you know you do those reality shows and they go and my number one is and then they pause for like three minutes and I'm pretty sure that they just they just say it straight away, and don't actually do the pause and they just edit in the pause. So my number one for of game for last year was Expeditions from Stonemaier. Ah, oh, wow. Okay. Hmm. Just, I mean, um, I love the exploration. I, it. I love the exploration. I love how it's kind of riffing off of size, but at the same time, it's, it's kind of like its own little game. I have taught this game to a fair number of people now, and everybody has been able to relatively kind of pick it up pretty easily and manage to kind of get going. I really like how it kind of works with like two players and how you're kind of like racing around the board to pick up kind of explore areas in order to open up the exploration and at the same time I like it how higher player numbers it automatically starts to force people to work on the more complicated ways of kind of scoring and stuff like that and it's just the little system of you can either move, play or gather and then you can do that on the first turn, you can do all three, and then on, from then on you can only do two unless you refresh, and that your your hand is on your table and everybody can see your cards, and the way the mechs work, that they just, like, they explore, but they can't go against others' faces, it's kind of like, there's, there's not any direct interactivity, but 
there's certainly points where you have to decide where you're going and you'll be blocked by other players or you'll have to make decisions based on what everybody else is doing. I think it's the sweet spot is probably about three players, possibly four. I've seen people play it with five players and have a good time, but I've only seen very few people that I've know have been playing it have come away and said, No, I didn't that didn't kinda of gel with me and that all comes down to them kind of min- potentially not being able to get their individual um engine kind of going, you know. Um so yeah, pretty much. Um it's just yeah, I was kind of I've I've seen people kind of rant and rave about it. I've seen people kind of rant about it and say that they don't like it. But for me, it's just another game that just kinda of like really, really works for me. And so that's why. And I would play it again. I played it on Friday, played it before that, played it before I just you know, if somebody says to me, Would you like to play this game? I'm just gonna get it to the table because I know where I am with it and I'm learning the kind of the strengths and weaknesses and for me it just it's epic and yes it takes a kind of like two two and a half hours to kind of play it but it's just it's i can take i can have like people who haven't played the game before and still have them up to speed with kind of experienced players and not have this thing where people feel that they haven't kind of they've got a disadvantage so i just yeah it's just it's it's just it, it ticks a lot of boxes but then i'm a big i'm a big kind of side fan right. so it kind of to me this is like a natural progression for where Scythe could go and there's a potentiality for expansion. So yeah, it's um I wrote the review for um Tabletop Gaming magazine, but the game was the game's mine. I didn't you know it's like I saw yeah. it and I went, I'm gonna have that. So that is my that is like basically one of my favourite games. It was a tie between, I guess, the top three. You could say I would, you if you put any of them in front of me at the table, I would play any of them. But I think Expeditions yeah. just really like it. Does that is that a game you see, like, being one of your top ten games of all time? Um, is it like is it that good? I think it'll hover. I think it, it'll actually. I think it will hover around about the top, the end of the top ten of right. all time, because there's some really, really strong competition for that. But definitely, yeah. I mean, I've got viticulture in there, you know, and things like that for my ultimate kind of top ten. Yeah. But definitely, if somebody put it in front of me tonight and said you want to play this, I'd be like, that, oh, yeah, I'm definitely playing this. Not a problem at all. <laughs> Love it. I've got the neoprene mat. I've got the metal mechs. I'm looking at the metal coins. Those metal mechs are beautiful. <laughs> They're just amazing. Yeah. They're just absolutely amazing. So, so there we go. So that is our top 10 for 2023. So, and I think... Did we have a single game crossover? I don't think so. I, I, no. I had some... No. On the outside of it, Empire Zen was the only yeah. one I could think yeah. of. No, no, I think that's a nice little eclectic mix of 20 games yeah. that people could consider looking at, which is a nice list because you always get, uh, normally, you get people going, oh, no, I've got that for number five, or I've got that for number 10, or I've got that for a bit. Yeah. I think, no, it's a nice little mix of mix of two games. Um, I think it shows what a good year 2023 was as well, the fact that, yeah, you know, and 2022, if you want to count this one. Um 
I mean, really, my number one game of this year is Mythic Battles Ragnarok, but you know, it's just that, more. Yeah. It's yeah. more Mythic it's Battles. So, it's like, hey ho. Yeah. Um, yeah, it just shows what a cracking year was. There was there was some truly truly great games, and there's there's like I look at the list of 2023 when I was looking through the whole list of it thinking right okay what games have I played okay and I was mm. sort of noting down all the games I've played and I was just going past all these games I was like oh I'd love to play that oh I'd love to play that oh I'd love to play that oh I've got that why haven't I played that yet and there's just yeah. so many yeah. cracking games yeah. were released in this year yeah. you know? that's the plan for this year is to is to play less games that get sent and play more games that I have and if yeah. that means yeah. kind of talking about games that are a couple of years old I'm quite happy to do that I think that would be the I think that would be the way forward. Um, but I think that is a nice little place to kind of wrap things up. So you can go downstairs Absolutely. and catch the rest of Dancing on Ice. Um, and if people want to catch us online, you can find us on our website, which is we'renotwizards.co.uk. You can find us on the podcasts, Catchers of Choice, but the main website is we'renotwizards.com. You'll find us on Apple, you'll find us on Google Podcasts, you'll find us on Spotify, you'll find us on Spreaker and Stitcher and Upwards and Downwards and Dolphin Nose and all these other wonderful, I don't know, Podcast Addict. There's all these other wonderful podcast places of choice. If you like what you've listened to, you can two things you can do. Tell other people that we exist, because that's always very nice. And the second thing is to give us a rating or review on your podcast catcher of choice. But until the next time, it's time to say goodbye. And remember, we're many things, but we're not wizards. Are we wizards, Luke? No. Absolutely not. We're mythic, mythic beasts. Absolutely. So until the next time, stay safe, roll sixes, make something awful, and <laughs> go on then. Stay spicy. <laughs> And it's a goodbye from me. <laughs> and it's a goodbye from me. <laughs> and until the next time, goodbye. Stay spicy. <laughs> I forgot about that. A wizard is never linked. Is he early? He arrives precisely when he means to. Mm-hmm.